welcome to KCR Features, where you can hear what the locals are up to. And this morning, I have Stuart Larkins with me. Stuart, welcome. Thanks. Uh, um, it's lovely to be here. Oh, so thank you. And Stuart, normally we have Mayor Neil Riley, and um, Neil's a bit taken up this morning. So, yes. Stuart, you've offered to come in Absolutely. and tell us all about what's happening at council. Yes. And um, we're going to hear a little bit about your music choices and <laughs> and some of the critical issues facing the council that are important to you. But th- yep. this evening we've got a meeting. You've got a meeting. Haven't yes. You? Yes, we have a, a council meeting tonight. There's uh, every single council meeting we have so much on the agenda. I mean, to, um, tonight, and I guess maybe that's why the mayor's not here, is that he's uh, up for re-election. And so I'm sure yes. a lot of people were talking about that particular vote. And, yeah. And, um, you know, I... You know, I'm not nominating, so that's oh, you're not. Rule, oh, rule that out. And and same for the the deputy mayor. That's uh, Imogen Draisma. So I'm not nominating for that role either. But okay. Um, yes. No. It's uh, yeah, an important. Uh, it vote. is. Uh, it's going to be the re-election right up to the next uh, council election in September next year. Right. So, yes. And uh, I I tried to read some of what you have to read prior to a meeting. Yes. I mean, it, it must take you hours. It just it does. Get through it. it does. It's uh, a lot of reading. I, um, on average, I'd say we're having between three to five hundred pages of, uh, you know, things to read. Yeah. Um, the the most I've ever had was three thousand pages for an agenda. Um, and yeah, sometimes our meetings go for a lot of. You know, longest I've been in a council meeting is uh, ten thirty at night. Ten thirty so, at night. Okay. Yes, and as All a right. new councillor, it's uh, been a great time. And you have been a councillor now for eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yes, I was elected. At I, I want to hear all about your experience, yep. but I want to start by learning a little bit about you. Sure. Um, you were born in Kaima, was is that right? Yes. Or in this area, I was. Uh, yeah, basically born and raised in, in this region. I uh, grew up initially in Jarangon my very earliest years with my uh, sister. So I've got a younger sister um, and spent two or three years in Jarangon before uh, my parents moved to Kaima Downs. In, in fact, how I landed in Kaima was my mum was born and raised in Aladala. My dad is from Sydney. So when they got married... They landed right in the middle, which was our lovely region. So that's... And yet they raised my sister and I here. And you went to Minamara Primary. Minamara Primary. And you went to Kaima High. Kaima High School, yes. I had the principal here last week having a chat with me. Um, Tell us about your... Tell us about the experiences that you've had that have brought you to this point then. What, what education have you got? So, um, obviously you mentioned my primary school and high school, but I uh, went to the University of Wollongong after finishing high school. I did a double degree law and arts. I majored in politics and government and minored in Indigenous studies. Uh, I've also been involved in the Aboriginal Legal Service uh, for some time before I uh, got elected and or got involved in, in politics. Mm. I um, also have worked part-time for Fiona Phillips, our federal member as well. So um, it's, you know, been a, a lot of uh, 
experiences that I've had. Tell us about that yep. experience working with Fiona. Uh, she came to our party. Oh, week. yes, yes, I remember In that. In fact, yes. she staged the whole night. Yes. Good honour. Yes. No, I, um, as I said, when I'm in Fiona's office, I focus on uh, Fiona issues and help with immigration and other things like that. So my legal background helps with a lot of that okay. stuff. Well, so. your first song that you've chosen is a Britney Spears. Oh, uh, look. <laughs> uh, maybe, we sh- maybe we should give... Um, your listeners the context for that yes <laughs> so just for, for context so we uh, had a little conversation yesterday <laughs> didn't we? and um my your question was what's your first cd yeah yes and and so my first cd was my so my parents went to new york when i was seven they didn't take my sister and i they left us at home with the grandparents but when they came back they brought a a britney spears cd so, and here she that is. Was my first city. And this is Baby One More Time. Yep. KCR.org.au. Local radio, local people. And that was Britney Spears and Baby One More Time, and the time is 8.16. And um, I've got Stuart Larkins with me from the council, and you've got a very important meeting tonight. Tell us what's coming up, what's on the agenda, what's important, what's key for you. Yep, so, look, I think probably just from the the point of... Uh, what I've said before, the election of mayor, election of deputy mayor, I think that's probably the, the big ones yeah. that people will talk about. Um, we also have uh, committee re-elections, which is sort of um, people sitting on different committees of council or uh, in the case of sort of external bodies as well. So, But they're mm-hmm. really important. So, for example, I've been sitting on the climate traffic committee for the last 18 months since being elected. I'll re-nominate for that position. Um because I'm passionate about our roads and, and local yeah. infrastructure and parking, which we know is a, a big thing in it this is, town. Yeah. So um, that's also on the agenda. The uh, the thing for me, though, is that I've... I mean, I council does hundreds of different things. Like, you don't actually realise what our council does. People think it's just DAs or dog stuff or trees, but we're actually doing so many different things all the time um and one of the things that i've been passionate about is our public art spaces and about getting some murals in our uh, lga where i think that's something that's really needed we have a really big local art community of i you know know so many artists and Mm -hmm. and been to their local uh exhibitions and it would be great to have a bit more public art in yeah in jerringong in, in many different places. So, uh, and we're one, so out of our four councils in our region, Kiama has not had a public art strategy plan. Okay. We've just not had one. So that's on the agenda for tonight. Yeah. Um, and I'm really much in support of, of this uh, item coming before council. So what will that mean? What does that look like? If that comes to fruition, what, so, does, what does it mean for the area? So it means, for example that there will be a number of different areas. Um, It primarily focuses on council uh, assets, but it can also cover um, businesses as well, that if they've got like a a really good um, wall space at the front of their, um, or on the side of their shop, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, our halls as well, um, we can put a mural there. 
Okay. Or there's, there's a right to put a mural out because we have to make some changes to our development control plan if we're going to also allow public art spaces because it's not included in our uh, development control plan, which is otherwise known as the DCP. Okay. So, and I noticed that on your agenda this evening you've got cemeteries. Cemeteries, and yes. this is a new policy This is written? This is a brand-new policy written by council. I'm sorry, I'm very excited about this, <laughs> this one. I know some people don't really think about but in Kaima we, we have four cemeteries managed by our council. One is a heritage um, com- um, cemetery that doesn't operate anymore it's the one at Kendall's yeah uh, then we're operating the one at Jerangong, Jamboree and Kaima uh, for our, our cemeteries the way that councils operated our cemeteries over the last since forever has been just using the guide of the state government on cemeteries and procedures and, and other mm. things like that we've never had a dedicated cemetery operating policy for for council for Kaima um, and yeah, basically the, the council staff have drafted this particular policy about the operating um, of our cemeteries and also recognition of uh, different aspects of conducting a ceremony. Um, yeah. So, for example, we're recognising uh, Aboriginal um, burial aspects as well. So um, any person that needs a smoking ceremony as part of their burial, that'll be allowed, which hasn't been happening before. It's recognising a number of other aspects of cultural um, burials. So that I'm really happy that this draft policy is going out. for It's going out for public exhibition, but we're actually working on a new policy. So, yes. Okay, let's have a little music. Yes, fantastic. Hi, I'm Steve Burke. Join me here on Kiama Community Radio every Friday at 5pm for my Australian-flavoured program. It's a program featuring only Australian artists, their music and some wonderful stories about their influences and their songs. Listen to the music now, turn up your radio. And, um, yeah, so thank you for coming in, Stuart. I have got a question for you, though. You've been 18 months as a councillor, and you obviously had intentions prior to that. By the way, what uh, what was it that drew you to this? It's sort of been a bit of an evolution when it comes to my political, Mm. you know, growth, I guess. I, um, you know, there's my family heritage where that sort of inspired me on on a number of different things and and the involvement in the local Labour Party not just uh, knowing Fiona Phillips very well but also in our local Kaima Labour branch Uh, most of the branch members are actually my former teachers so it was really good to reconnect with with them and and having their um, guidance and encouragement for for standing Mm. for council uh, 18 months ago and uh, so you must have had intentions coming into this, yes. but I imagine that the last eighteen months have been fairly tumultuous in in certain ways. Well, um, yes, yes. how mean, how has that experience been for you? A learning curve. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't regret running. No, I love being a counsellor. Mm. It's been amazing, but there are things I was not expecting. Yeah, and particularly being a first-term councillor and then having a performance improvement order put on this council is, you know, it makes you feel like you were the one that did something wrong when you've only mm. been there for yeah. six months mm. um, and you've had the information overload and 
everything else but it's uh look it's learning curve and and being a challenge and something that is ultimately very rewarding and some of the decisions that perhaps you've had to make uh, as a labor person yes would have probably been a little bit complex and uh, perhaps difficult for you I mean take for example the privatization or the sale of Bonera that would have been difficult for you I guess it was very very difficult I think from from my angle it was you know we were talking about the council finances you know councillors certain councillors were very much fixated on the financial aspects of what was going on mm. with Benera Blue Haven in general council for me there was a thought always in my mind about the people that are in Benera and their care and what would happen if our council went into administration that's the big concern for me and and having you know being a new councillor and speaking with many other former councillors in not in Kaima but in in other places around New South Wales and and other mayors as well and what they've gone through because with the principle of aged care in local government there are a number of councils in New South Wales that are also involved in aged care we for a long time, I think, people in this community were told we were the only ones when we weren't. And I, we were just the biggest. We were just the biggest um, one that was doing aged care. So, But the experiences of other councils and doing a bit of research about what has happened and why they've had to step back or move away is what has also informed my decisions and you know we we're talking earlier before about cemeteries and and painting and public art and there's hundreds of things that our council does mm. or that needs to happen because there were things that weren't happening as well for a number of years before we got elected we didn't even have a grants officer for a oh. number of years until the last 12 months last 12 months at this council we finally got a grants officer finally got an aboriginal liaison officer we've finally been able to you know look at our disability um, inclusion action plan that's about to come up so there are a number of different things that our council's starting to work on um, that haven't been looked at or worked on for some time and i think it, it is very difficult i think for a lot of people and i understand that difficulty but mm. it's it's something that i've ultimately made you know based on my mindset and and doing the research doing the reading and thinking about it okay so let's have a little music yes you can now take us with you download the kiama community radio app or listen via iHeartRadio. and it is now 8 33 on this beautiful morning here in Kiama and it is going to go up to 33 degrees later on this afternoon slip slap slop slide do it all because we need to be protected from the sun this afternoon Stuart thank you so much for coming in so we've talked about the last 18 months but if I ask you say the phoenix rises out of the ashes of the financial doldrums Mm. and we're moving forward what's the business plan what are our assets I know you've got some service reviews coming up what's the implication of all of that look i think you know the last eight months as i said have been very difficult but i am feeling a lot more optimistic than i was 
when I first got the report last year about the um, state of the organisation report, which yeah. is the first one that really blew up in the media and, and you know, that was quite prolific around some yeah. of the legacy issues. Yeah. The, um, as I said, I am very optimistic. A lot of work has gone on the last 18 months and a lot more work is to continue. Our long-term financial plan, uh, which is sort of the goal of where we're meant to um, head in the next 10 years, essentially, yeah. has 2028 as the, the year where we'll be able to stabilise our our budget. So there's a number of things that are still... Um, underway so we've still got service reviews into the Kaima Leisure Centre our waste and recycling services and our holiday parks Uh, with the later two um, I don't really have much information around what those reports will present but uh, certainly with our holiday parks and we uh, operate or manage um, a number of them some of the work that needs to to go into them is to make sure that they're accessible for people with disabilities and, and other access requirements so people that elderly as well or anything like like that which will also be covered in our disability inclusion action plan but I think one of the things that we need to focus on as well which is also some of the stuff from um, you know the last couple of years is about asset renewal so mm. we have a number of assets that are still owned by council that can you tell us what those assets are well I think our halls yeah a number of our public halls we know that the Gerringong, um town hall is has a number of issues when it comes to disability access and I think there's a few different things that could be done in there but our holiday parks we own um, a number of them but only one's not on crown land so because it's not on crown land the the way that we draw income from um, a holiday park is is different to when it is on Crown Land. Oh. So that's a little bit of a, a challenge, having to navigate that. So if you, yeah. if you make money on Crown Land, which is what some of our holiday parks do, that money can only be used for the purposes of maintaining Crown Land. Right. So it's it's a special purpose sort of yeah. arrangement for, for the funding. So um, in terms of more assets, we know that, we still own the Terralong um, Retirement Village. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an old um, Havilah place. We're looking at doing the subdivision on, on that particular block. We're going to get a subdivision report uh, probably by the end of the year um, about that particular area because it's also got the Kaima Community Garden there as well. So there's three very important um, community oh, assets there. Tell so, me, yes. so the Kaima Community Garden. Yes, I had Joe come in and chat with us yes. for some time, a couple of well, over a month ago now. Yes, they have done such amazing work. Absolutely. There. Tell me, what what are the implications for them then? I mean, at the at the purpose of the subdivision report is that whatever may happen with because right now it's one whole block, one right? Spot. So yeah, yeah. So the Havilah Place, the the old rundown retirement, oh sorry, the aged care facility. Yeah, something needs to happen there. It's just sitting there. It's empty. It's isn't empty. It? There was no proper decommission report or any action taken over the last the previous uh, terms of council. So, so how long there. has it been empty? Um, since two thousand and nineteen. Oh wow! So it's yeah, 
it's just sitting there, something needs to happen. So the, the subdivision and, as I said, a further report's going to come out at the end of the year, which will look at how that particular block could be subdivided. Yeah. My preference would be to see the subdivision also subdivide and maintain the community oh. garden. So I, 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 that's my preference. I, <laughs> yeah. I would prefer that there be an own separate block for the community. It's an entire garden. community that's, that's going right. on there, isn't it, it? It is amazing. I've, I, I mean, I did talk to you the other day about how I'm really passionate about gardening as well. Yes, I love, you I did. love, I love, uh, you know, a, a lot of our native plants and, and other things. So I, and I know that the community association um, and our local community groups are, are very much passionate about that particular mm. area. So, and and also tell me about uh, Bernat Sombani. Right. Um, I don't think anything further sort of happened. Obviously, there was a discussion about an expression of interest on that particular because we obviously own that land oh, that and land. it's yes. rented to yeah. the the current business operator. Mm. Um, I think the last. The last motion is that we were in negotiations with the council was in negotiations with the current business operator, okay. and I think that's just completed and no further um, okay. actions are happening. Again, that's another central area that's our community yes. centre. Very for much for all of us. Very I much. Think, I, so. I I've been there a couple of times and I love the um, the local beekeeping that's been happening in there. Fantastic. And Elizabeth was here again for yes. a chat the other yes, morning. Yes, I've seen that. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> And yes. she talked about her love of community. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I did want to ask yeah. what is going on there. Yes. So yeah, no, let's have a little bit of music, shall we? Oh, Mr. DJ. I wonder why you don't play much blues anymore. Are you into the blues? You can listen to Blues on Your Wireless with Tim Lancaster from 4 till 6 on a Wednesday afternoon right here on Kiama Community Radio. And that was Jive House in the night. And you're listening to Kaima Community Radio. And it is 8.43. And I know, Stuart, that you've got to go soon. Yes. Um, but I can't, I can't let you go without mentioning your badge. Yes. So <laughs> you are for the yes vote. Yes. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm of a, an Aboriginal background. My mother um, is a Wadi Wadi Yuin woman so earlier I said in the piece that she was born and raised in in Ulladulla and yeah. my grandmother um grew up at the Wreck Bay Aboriginal Bishop so yeah. it's um that's my my background I'm uh, obviously got a lot of passion about Aboriginal issues and uh recently as well Kaima uh supported the the change of the constitution yeah. So we, we voted in support of voting for a yes or encouraging our community to, to vote for a yes. And that was a an eight to one vote. Right. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, very, very happy that I moved that motion that council supports the yes um, and supports constitutional change. And, um, you know, as, as an Aboriginal person, I think we all have our different views about things, but I, um, I'm firmly of, of the yes. So. 
Thank you for that. And we're going to have a little bit of music now. And uh, it's all over for us now, Stuart, this morning. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's been lovely that you took out your time. I know you've got an incredibly busy day. Good afternoon. Uh, good luck this evening. Thank you. With your, with your meeting. And, um, yeah, all the best. And thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for, for having me. And it was great to having a chat. Okay. Lovely. All the best. For more KCR features, check out our catalogue of KCR podcasts at kcr.org.au.